Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life. Hi, and a very warm welcome from me, your host, Phil Park, to this episode 95 of Essential NLP. And today I'm going to be talking about something very close to my heart, which is addictions. And the reason it's close to my heart is because it's the subject of my PhD. Uh, So some of you may know that I'm doing a PhD. Uh, Some of you may know it's taking a long time. (laughs) Some of you may know I've also designed the lightning process. Now, the lightning process is for health issues, um, but we always found people would come to us going, can you help with this? Can you help with this? And we'd develop new processes. And this is as a result of requests for help with addictions. Uh, We developed something called the uh, rediscovery process, which is a version of the lightning process, but instead of being for health, it's for addictions. So I thought I'd talk about addictions a little bit in this uh, podcast. And one of the key reasons for talking about it is if you're somebody with addictions, if you're somebody who finds you're drinking a bit too much, where you're using substances in a way you don't want to, and I'm not talking about here uh, sugar and stuff, I'm talking about you know street drugs or alcohol, then the fantastic news is as a result of the research I'm doing for my PhD is you can get free places on our TRP seminars at the moment as part of the research. So that's free, absolutely free. All you need to do is uh, get in touch with us at trplife.com. That's trplife.com. Or send me an email, phil at philparker.org, of course. Uh, Send your details in. It's all confidential. And we can get you a place on one of our free seminars. At the moment, they're happening predominantly in England, but there may be, uh, and in Sweden, but there may be some other countries coming online. So do get in touch with us. Once you get in touch with us, all you need to do is provide a little bit of data about, you know, what's going on for you at the moment. And hopefully as things change, as you do the TRP seminar to collect data on that. Um, And we really need people to join in uh, with any kind of research. One of the most difficult things is getting participants. So if you know anybody who's got any issues at all with alcohol or substance use, whether it's mild, as I say, they're just drinking a bit too much or too often, or it's really serious, then please do get them to get in touch with this uh, amazing opportunity. So addictions, um, I say I'm interested in them because what intrigues me are situations where you think there really should be an answer for this and yet there isn't. And that's where a lot of my work is in the stuckness in life where you look at people and you think, well, what are we going to do with this? Now, with addictions um, or substance use, as it's technically called, in the UK, amazingly, millions and millions of pounds, and in the US, millions of dollars are thrown into helping people to recover from this really serious thing. But the success rates are very, very poor. So only about 15% of people annually will actually get free of their addiction for six months. Um, so after six months, they could fall back into the system. They wouldn't count. So this is getting people clean and sober and managing their usage of uh, alcohol or substances in, in, in a way that works for them. Only 15% of people currently in drug treatments uh, will actually be successful. And that's a pretty poor hit rate. So that's one of the things that intrigued me. It was like, well, can we make a difference? Can we make a bigger difference than that 15%? And in the pilot study, we found that we could, we could make some really big differences. And one of the ways we achieved that was using the the skills that you've been learning about on these podcasts and specifically looking at what else is going on apart from people using, apart from people drinking too much. 
with the assumption that there is something behind this. People don't just do it for no reason. Usually it's about sedating themselves in some way, medicating themselves from stress, dealing with the stuff of life, or just not having any other coping strategies. And certainly we probably all experience that when sometimes you've had a hard day and you think, right, time to open a beer, time to have a glass of wine. Um, but this is when it's got out of hand. And there's some fascinating stuff um, around addictions. There's some really interesting stuff that happened in the Vietnam War, where all these uh, young soldiers were over in Vietnam uh, fighting on the, in the US's side. And a lot of them, because of the easy access to drugs and the stressfulness of the life that they found themselves in all of a sudden, a lot of them turned to, uh, to drugs to help them. Uh, so there's a massive problem with uh, heroin uh, addiction particularly. Um, also some issues with marijuana, but particularly they're really worried about all these American soldiers coming back into the US being addicted to um, to heroin because not only were they you know suddenly going to be back on the streets looking for heroin, these are also now trained killers. So there was a big a big concern about what would happen. But what was surprising, and they measured this, you know, because they wanted to know what was going on, uh, was when people came back to America, instead of continuing their addictions, most of them just stopped really, really quickly and without any problems. Uh, not everyone, but, but most of them did. And this kind of went against everything we knew about addictions or substance use in that, you know, it's a chronic relapsing thing that just once you're in, you're, you never get out of it. Uh, they just stopped. And uh, the theory behind it is what was, there was two things. One was the massive stress of the situation they found themselves in war. Uh, but also the dislocation in that they had none of the normal things that occurred in their lives, like girlfriends, going to work, having a job, uh, hanging out with their mates, um, you know, going down the uh, 10 pin bowling or, you know, whatever they did normally, having a family, uh, seeing their parents. All these things were missing. And they think that what happened is when people went back to stateside, that being able to kind of shift back into more normality stopped the need for the drugs. And there was some concurrent studies where they looked at rats, and there's some very famous studies about how rats become addicted to cocaine and heroin very, very quickly. But what they also found is you put rats in rat parks, so a rat park is like a Disneyland for rats. They've got lots, lots of stuff to play on, mirrors to look in, other rat friends to hang out with. Uh, if you put a rat in, in that circumstance and then you give him a choice of water or water with cocaine, he'll choose the water. So it seems like there's some massive link between how, how happy we are and our need to use. So much more I could talk about, and I think I will on, on subsequent podcasts about um, addictions. Um, but probably the, the most important thing to talk about is this distinction between uh, seeing it as an addiction and seeing it as just a habit, just a neurological pathway that we've got into. And we already know about neuroplasticity. The more we trigger and activate pathways, the stronger they become. And certainly with uh, with addictions, there's a whole bunch of stuff about the neurotransmitters, particularly dopamine and serotonin, very very important in in creating new pathways and, and making them making us want to trigger those pathways. But fundamentally, it is about neurological pathways, which is what a lot of these podcasts, are, uh, if you've been following the previous episodes, are about. Is about how do we make change? How do we make effective change? 
And one of the fascinating things about working with people who want to change these kind of uh, patterns of behavior they've got is they find it really, really easy to shift state. They currently do it using chemicals. But when we teach them using the rediscovery process, they find that actually they can shift state in all sorts of other ways because they're very familiar with the idea of shifting state. Now, let's bring this back to you guys. Now, some of you listening to this may think, oh, yeah, well, you know what, I've got some issues I'd like to sort out, drinking a bit too much and drinking too frequently. Or I know someone who's got those issues. So again, please do send them to us at trplife.com. But many other people listening will kind of go, well, that's kind of interesting. It's not really what's going on for me. Look inside a little bit and ask yourself, yeah, okay, that may not be your thing, but how many habits have you got into overeating, not exercising enough? Um, I noticed today I was at the supermarket and uh, and I found myself getting annoyed with this uh, supermarket attendant who every time I go there, she seems to to tell me off about not moving my trolley and my basket in the right way. And I found myself responding in a way that I thought, that's not very grown up. That's not how I really want to be. Uh, so everybody has pathways that aren't them being their best, which in hindsight, if we step back and looked at it, we kind of go, hmm, I wish I hadn't done it that way. I wish I'd made different choices. So even though, as I say, addiction may not be your thing, what pathways do you find yourself sneaking down that maybe aren't you being your best or aren't you producing the life you love? So two messages from this. Number one, if you know anybody who would like some extraordinary th- free treatment, free coaching, free seminars uh, based on the lightning process, this thing called the rediscovery process, We'd love to hear from them because we need participants to complete this uh, this research trial we're doing. We really need them. So if you know anyone, please send them in. Um, cutoff date for the last people will be probably August. So if you're listening to this before August 2017, please get people in touch. And the second thing is to ask yourself, okay, where... Where am I sneaking into pathways? You know, if people with addictions have just got a set of pathways that lead them to particular behaviors of usage of chemicals, where do I sneak into pathways which don't provide the best life choices for me? And uh, I'm sure we all have them somewhere. So check that out and think about it. Again, if you want to get in touch with me, you know where we are, Phil, phil at philparker.org. Speak to you guys soon. You take care now. If you like these podcast series, then I think you'd really love finding out more about how we can work together. Best things you can do, get hold of the other podcasts on iTunes or get some of my extraordinary books, which as I say, if you like these podcasts, they're very, very similar, life-changing, fascinating ways of looking at the world. And the ultimate thing you could do, hey, come and train with me. I'd love to meet you in person. Let us know. Drop us an email, phil at philparker.org or go to the website, philparker.org. Sign up for the newsletters. There you'll get instant access to some of my latest audio downloads. And those downloads contain the latest research, techniques and tools to change your life and improve your health. So just register to get those right now. And I look forward to hanging out with you in person in the very near future. You take care now. Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life.